Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bench Units podcast. Uh, James McSorley here once again with another guest and this time we are here with my fourth choice for this week. First choice last week, fourth choice this week. Rose Hollerman, how are you doing? (laughs) Doing well. (laughs) Thanks for having me again. No problem. Thanks for being here. My plan was literally just to not like depend on one person. It was meant to be like a good thing for you. And then I messaged a handful of other people who were all like, I actually would love to, but really can't this week, which is just what someone who didn't want to do it would say. But anyway, and I was like, same thing as last week. I can probably get Rose to do this. And everyone seemed (laughs) to like it last week. So that was nice. Yeah, so I'm one of the few people in the wheelchair basketball that's willing to watch like 15 games on their day off. Yeah, it's a real sad affair where I'm like, who loves the game enough to do this? <laughs> no. And then I and then I had second thoughts yesterday when I watched the interview that Ayaka published with you with Arabic uh, uh, subtitles. If anyone's listening to this that happens to speak Arabic and wants their fix, go that direction. Go um i watched it and she was asking um about funniest teammates and you you mentioned me amongst a group of other people rather than being like james is the funniest person i know oh i'm so sorry that that you even mentioned harry who isn't even funny Yeah, Ari replied to that instagram asking for hot takes and said all of them and I was like, what does that mean even? Uh, bless him. No, Ari is quite funny. The intent or how much we're laughing with or at him is kind of on the line somewhere. But yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some basketball. So there were so many games this week and I watched at least some, if not most of all of them, except one game that we'll get to. So let's go. First game I would like to talk about is Susanak. 80, Vigo, 67. What? (laughs) And they don't have the box scores up here. Oh, they don't have the box scores up there. That's disappointing. Sorry, Rose. Um, I know that Jose Leap scored 35 points. Jose Leap had 35 points, which is the whole thing I was going to talk about anyway. And as far as I remember... Neither of the Vigo bigs had that big a game, which is... Well, I think uh, Augustine had 30, I'm pretty sure. Ah, not 35 is just what I meant. Uh, Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Which is a really funny line to set, to be like, hey, you didn't have 35, I don't care. But the thing that we talk about every week with... Vigo is like those two guys need to get going in some capacity and Romo just could not get going at Yeah, all. Romo like ended the game what? I th- like it was like 17 for something. <laughs> 20 something like that. Yeah, which is like you got to get those shots up like on that team he's going to have to take 20 shots whether they're going in or not and there also is a thing of if you're Fabian Romo and you've missed X amount of shots, the next one's probably not. Like, you know, statistically, you're yeah, going to you think you're going to start making them. Yeah, you were the leading scorer of the league last year. You might as well just toss them up as often yeah. as... Which, also, this is Zuzanak's first win of the season, right? Yeah, I think that's important as well. Zuzanak might... I think they're 
probably going to go down, but they might swing it. Like they just need to nick one more maybe, but it's just yeah. whether they can take one off like a Las Rosas or like a Murcia rather than, you know what I mean? There's a weird thing where like if they beat us at the end of the season, that wouldn't help them as much as beating one of the teams that's also trying to stay up. Yeah. It's kind of weird that Zuzanak to me aren't more efficient because they have all these kids and they play like all of them play down a point. They have tons of points on the floor. They're all tall, physical, like kids that are good at basketball. Oh yeah. Like they've got that double amp guy whose name is, I think, uh, Adrian Garcia in I think. Um, and he was like, I, I love watching someone do like, like have some like really efficient scoring game. But I also watch, I love watching someone just being like, I'm going to just make all the really tough ones. Like there were times <laughs> that he was like, there was one who was like right corner tilting where they just got down the floor and Jose Leap had done the thing where he's like, pump fake a three, dribble inside the three-point line, realize he doesn't want to be there, come back out, pump fake another one, nothing was on. And he just threw it to that guy on the right baseline, like fading and kill just... things 20 feet away. It was unbelievable. But yeah. It is interesting. Maybe the Zuzanak's lack of efficiency is because their highest percent shooter from two-point range is only 46%. Like as a as a team, they collectively shoot quite low percentage. Yes. And they kind of like it is very like live or die by the three sort of thing. I don't mean like they shoot that many of them, but like the games that they look like they're going to win, it's because Jose Lipas had a good three-point scoring game. Like yeah, I can, that's for sure. I don't think there's ever like I don't know. I heard someone describe it really well the other day in a different podcast talking about NBA players, but I don't really remember how they described it. But it's like, what scoring are you getting? That's just an absolute given. Like, think you guys, for example, like without anything else going well or anyone heating up or hitting some mad stuff, like you've got some offside spot ups, like Ariel hit some from the middle, Jorge and Jorge will get some scoring from the two man game. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. Where are you getting your scoring from? Like, how do you get to like 60 without someone being special? And I don't yeah. know if they have that normally. Like, they got to 80 because someone had 35. Which was. So I can't believe the stats aren't in front of me now. That's devastating. And there's, lo- there's FIBA live stats somewhere in the world, like out in the internet, but I'm not going to go find them mid podcast. So it's fine. Everyone shot 0% according to these stats. Good job, guys. Good job, Ooh, guys. The next one is fun. The next one is fun. Albacete, 84, Madiba, 69. Rose, did you watch this game? Yes, I watched it the second half live once, and then I rewatched the whole game again. Oh, nice. You watched it twice. Did anything, <laughs> anything seem different watching it twice, apart from the fact that there was a first half? uh it's like meetaba my so albacetti throughout the entire game was super consistent they did their normal albacetti thing they have all the best shooters in the world yeah they got 20 ish like 20 ish per quarter gets you to 80 ish funny that like yeah 
Yeah. And, but like Mitabha would go through these spurts of like five minutes of just like beautiful basketball. They would come back, get it within a couple of points, and then they would have three minutes of just terrible basketball and they'd lose it, go down 10, three points of, or like, it was just like, it felt like Mitabha was, was a roller coaster, which when they're playing really good basketball, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Madiba when they're going is absolutely amazing because it's just this flipping like avalanche of like four absolute athletes and a good one pointer, just like yeah. diving, driving, cutting, hitting post ups. Like I thought early, early on, um, Sandoval had a really good game. He then finished with a good game, like he had twenty two on nine from sixteen. Like that's. Three. A- yeah, he hit a three. Like that's that's a good game, but I think he kind of he kind of helped them early on. They won the first quarter by six. They were six up, which is like as good a start as you could want against that team. But I think for a team that runs in transition and like that's where they kind of want to make their money, so to speak. Statistics say here that they only had eight fast break points. That seems kind of badly. Oh. That seems badly put because I think that might be like eight points on breakaways and then you don't count the ones, which is where Mediba get a lot from where they get their two on one defender recovers. Okay, now they're three on two, someone recovers. Oh, fourth man's on a mismatch on the elbow, you know, like semi-transition stuff. I think that really makes a difference to them. But also being that sort of team that wants to do that and losing the battle for points in the paint, 42 to 38. Uh, 34 will make a difference because that kind of implies a Lee did well game and you're going to struggle if Lee did well. Lee six from 11, 12 points. It's about, seems like about what he's been doing. Yeah, he averages 10.8 a game. He had 12 there. So I think teams are keying in on him, but I don't know. The, it's kind of interesting that Kyle scored 19 points and he went two for 11 from the two point range. Yes. Who was like super efficient everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Only four right. points from interesting. That's a weird one. That's like a very like, yeah, I don't, you don't see that in the wheelchair game a whole lot. I feel like but you see that like I've seen NBA players get to like 24 with two makes from the field because they just get to the free throw line the whole time or they get to they get their three going or whatever. That's not really a wheelchair basketball thing. Generally, it's this guy went six from 11 and had 13 points. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that's it, interesting. Yeah, that's cool, though, like finding other ways to get it done. But this was this was this was a good game. This was one of those where because Al Bissetti have obviously had a couple of weeks where they weren't, they weren't, I don't know, they were a little bit like, you guys beat them, we beat them. They looked slightly disrupted by that. And I don't want to, there's a weird thing where people accredit them being disrupted to something internal where it's like, now the other team also probably had a hand in going there and disrupting them. You know what I mean? When people are like, oh, these guys look a bit whatever. And it's like, yeah, they're playing another very good team. Like that happens sometimes. But when I yeah. when I came back um, and I was trying to, I was going towards the score. My brain was like, 
if this goes to like 70 something, Madiba might have done it, but I don't know, getting to 84. That's that's what Alba said he'd do, apparently. Um yeah, I they're really good. was fine again. Like I would think that out of the top four teams, Midaba would be the toughest one, the toughest defensive team. Yeah, you think so. I think they're I think they're the best defensive team in the league, potentially. Statistically, it's either them or you, isn't it? I don't remember. Which is, I guess, like what's better having four absolute giants and athletic guys or having like a team full of mids? Yeah, which is an interesting question of like, what do you think is more important defensively, your ceiling or your floor? That is my question. Yeah. I'm not just throwing that out into, out into the ether. Is it more important to not have a weak link or do you think like top level talent defensively makes a difference? Uh, I think the floor is more important like your your fifth defender how good they are yeah but maybe at the end of the season we can compare beta bus stats to our stats and then that can decide potentially um i'm gonna make an argument that charlie murray or uh Dinin are better defenders than just i'll just pick someone on your team and then we'll have <laughs> a really nice time but um yeah i think Actually, there's also as we were... Like if we're talking about high level Versus like a slightly lower floor. I think that gets flipped around if you're playing four bigs, female one pointer sometimes because you get extra, extra high ceilings on the floor. But like you guys do in theory, like you guys are two and a half points over or whatever it is. Um, it's fun <laughs> to be on the other side of that. Now. Uh, we're, only a, we're only a point over. Um <laughs> I love how like you you just changed teams for four months and now you bring that up all the time. I know. I said something the other day when we were playing our game. I said something to Greg and I was like, Greg, this is going to be the most Bilbao thing I've ever said to you. And then I like complained about the refs or something. <laughs> I have moments where I'm like one of them, like someone commits like a little tippy toppy file with the front of their chair and I see my arms going above my head and I'm like, no, it's happening. I'm becoming one of them. Oh god, like like the mask, but with jerseys. Okay, so cool things that happen in this game statistically, as you say, Kyle going two from eleven, but having nineteen points. Filipski having sixteen points in fifteen minutes. Very That's cool. cool. Um, guys had a good game when guys came out and just jacked the first three. I was like, oh boy, oh this is so exciting. This is gonna be uh, fun. This is gonna go off. Uh, guys with the eighteen again. Guys started this game. They have gone back to. Gaz starting, which, what do you think about that? I think that's interesting. I think it's weird that he, I think it's crazy with Albacete at any given point, you have like one of the top five shooters in the league sitting on the bench. Oh yeah, it's nuts. I still don't <laughs> understand the logistics of not going out and finding a female one-pointer to be able to put Kyle, Gaz, Fifi and Lee on the floor at once. Like, which granted, Oscar is unbelievable. So I don't know, like, if you'd want to take him off the court with how he's playing lately. Oh yeah, he's he's so great. But yeah, can they do that with Oscar? No, he's a one five. No, but oh, like just in general, like yeah. Changing oh yeah, Oscar's your so good. For... Yeah, also, he's I'm... people's he's perception so good. of him. People's perception of him as a scorer is a weird one because he's probably like a forty something percent shooter from the mid range. But people are like, yeah, but he's got no fingers, so I'm going to go way under on this. But it's like, yeah, he's pretty good. He makes shots. I still don't get how he makes shots. 
But yeah, other side of the ball, Salvador was 22, big game from him. John was 17 points on seven from 13. Um, That's good. Let's play a mad um, fill with 18, 13, and seven, which is just like video game numbers once again, like in terms of all around. All yeah, around. he's, I mean, yeah. he's super good. He scored, I mean, the same, he scored 18 points off of six, two, like from the field shots, 12 altogether, but insane. Like, yeah, very, very, very good. All right. Uh, yeah. Good game to watch. Anyone who hasn't seen it, one, what are you doing? And two, go and watch it. Yes. Okay. That was a very game. fun Talking movie. about games that people should watch. Um, Bilbao, 85. Elunion, 75. So I didn't watch this one because I was playing in it. And I was like, <laughs> I should be able to like, there was something about, oh, we'll go off vibes purely. Like, I'll just say what I felt like happened. Um <laughs> Did you watch this? Yes, David Maurice is yet again the best player in the entire universe. Yes, unbelievable. Um, because he had a he had a pretty bad game against Madiba last week, and it was obviously partly due to the fact that we just had to completely change our lineups because Manu wasn't there. But I was like, oh, has he like did he just bottle some magic for a couple of weeks and is that kind of that's is it. That it's going like is that good? Is he going to come back down to earth and be like pretty good, but not thirty-five a game good? But no, apparently he's just gonna <laughs> he's just gonna have thirty-five he, game a game. Yeah, I don't understand how someone can like take like shoot the ball with no arc so hard against the backboard and it just always go in. Our backboards are dead, like. That is the one thing I will say, especially where people take bank shots from the left in Bilbao. The the backboards are dead. Hmm. Um, but yeah, That's he had funny. an unbelievable game. And he also like, to be fair to him, he had a pretty good game, but tailed off at various different points and then hit two threes in a row in the fourth quarter when we really needed them. So like, there's something to be said about like being excellent for a full game, but also timing when you're absolutely bringing it very well yeah when he took that first three and you guys were what up by one i think so <laughs> or up by, i think you you guys were up by two and he took that three when he put it up we were all like on the bus watching it like what no ah! <laughs> like freaked out <laughs> oh absolutely then- absolute legend he did it again immediately afterwards it was incredible <laughs> Yeah, at one point he was, yeah, he was pulling one and I was like on the baseline completely, not anywhere near being able to get back on safety. And so I just like screamed like safety. <laughs> I just like lost my mind as the shot went up. Um, but yeah, yeah, fair play to him. He was great. Um, Gemma, seven from nine, the world MVP Gemma. Um mm. Yeah, Manu had a good efficient game as well. Four from five. Um, pretty much split his free throws. Um, the fact that Hassel fouled out like yes. an entire quarter and you guys did a very good job 
Yeah, man. I was, I was, I was impressed because I think they were, I think they were very much like because Hasso started the fourth quarter on four, and they immediately ISO'd him. Like they ran yeah. a play specifically to ISO him and draw a foul and did that. So they were they like celebrated like they won the game on the bench, which is what you do. Like fair enough. Um, and it's it's just now funny because they didn't. But um, like I oh, yeah. would I would have felt like that if I was playing a team that plays five guys all the time and one of them fouled out. Like um, especially because they like in between quarters, it was probably okay. Hasso has four. We're gonna go out. Here's the play. Um, and Danny Diaz, you're gonna ISO Hasso one on one. And he's going to follow you and he's going to sit the rest of the game. Like, but no, Xavi, Xavi did well. Xavi Aragori, uh, the young fella, he came in, hit his one shot that he needed to hit, like, and played good defense and kept his head. Like, I just kept saying to him, I was like, hey, it's all about, it's all about your head here. Like, just don't lose your mind for 10 minutes and you'll be fine. And he did really well. But it was cool, man. Like, we did that with Hasso filing out with a semi inefficient game from him below 50% considering where he shoots the ball from um i was bad most of the game on except for on one little line with like a minute to go for like a brief period but yeah but those were important yeah man hit your free throws <laughs> someone told me that once <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the thing like we were terrible from like from the free throw line Overall, 13 from 26, but we went eight from eight when they filed us at the end of the game. <laughs> you hit <laughs> it when is, it counted. Yeah. Also, Sarah Revelt, uh, they ran a play to like get the ball into my hands. Like they defended to send the ball to me and then she filed me immediately. I made the first two. And then the second time I was going to the free throw line, I pushed past her and I was like, I'm going to say something and I absolutely mean it. Like I'm not being rude here like that's a good file I'm one from five <laughs> like uh-huh. it was really weird because I think like it sounded like I was like yeah good file because I hit the two and I'm like no that's a great file like but, like you got exactly what you want and I just hit them don't worry about it like it was a really it's weird a very thing. James thing to do and say <laughs> in the middle of a game I had like so many like funny moments where I'm like I'm just like talking to people and I think it's because if I take it too seriously I'll like stress myself out but yeah, yeah, like at one, at one point, um, one of their guys said to another one of their players, I'll keep it nameless just for fun. They were like, ah, that's a big shot. And I was like, no, it isn't. That guy hits that in his sleep. Like, don't worry about it. Like, that's what he <laughs> does. But yeah. Um, so yeah, we were all right. Um, on the other side of the ball, I feel like the whole first half, like Pablo didn't miss, Amadou didn't miss. We kept. Well, Greg had three files early on, which is obviously very, very important um, to them. But I think... Oh, the start of this game. That was funny. Like, two of the biggest, tallest, strongest players in the league do a jump ball against each other, like Bill Latham and Hasso. And then they end up hitting arms, swinging at the ball, missing it. And then Hasso hits it, like, right here, like, down at, like, head level. Yeah, that's so weird. Like there was a there was a real funny one where like just at the tip, Bill went in for the tip, obviously, against Hasso and Danny Sticks went to like the other side of the ball as if we were going as if they were gonna win it. And Bill was a bit like, Hey, Sticks, I like your enthusiasm, but come on, man. <laughs> like 
this is a tough one. Yeah, he came into our half as if he was gonna just like get there. And he was like, Yeah, I just, I just, I just, I, I believe in you. But it's so mad looking at these stats because like Pablo Zarzuela went six from seven. And I feel like that was like all in a row in the second quarter. Amadou was the same. Amadou did a bit, obviously, in the second half, but I feel like we went in at halftime. They had 41 points. And I feel like in our head, it was like the guys that we said weren't going to do all the damage are absolutely smacking us. And that's a really hard <laughs> thing to like reconcile in your game plan. You know what I mean? Like if something's, if you've game planned a certain way and it's not going well um, at halftime, do you go, hey, it's going to fall back down to average or no, these guys are playing really well today. You know what I mean? Like, what do you, what do you do? What do you, they had a remarkably low amount of assists. 14 assists is like, is not very many at all. 28 points off of like passing the ball. Yeah. We had 10, but you're just, you just, you just play for Grand Canaria. Um, uh, no, I, think, yeah. I think you're right. I think the best team in the league has 20 something like that'll be you guys. Like, is it like 23, 24 a game? Mm, I don't know. I feel like Jorge gets 14 assists a game on his own. And then the rest of us scoop in like four or five. Yeah. You get like a little, like it goes back to Ari after it finds you sort of assist or like a little dump into Raul or Luigi. It's not a dump down to Luigi because he's a giant, but um, yeah. yeah um, Greg, like 10 from 13. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Uh, and they're yeah. all jump shots. That's the thing. Like he never, he had a couple of easy ones. Like David threw him the ball down the end of the fourth quarter, like from an inbound. Like that was an easy shot. But did you see that? Uh, yes. That was, yes. It was funny because like everyone, like some people were like, ah, what are you doing? And other people were like, hey, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I just pushed over to him and laughed. And he laughed back. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. We're fine. Like, because it was the pass was meant to be to me. And I was like, I think the best thing I can do right now is just be like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, but. Mm-hmm. Amadou had a great game. And I think it's the thing that we spoke about, or me and Mark speak about, me and you have probably spoke about this several times. Like if Terry, Greg and Bill all play well, and then you get Amadou or Pablo or Styx or um, Pablo Lavandera also playing well, you're in trouble. But like Terry didn't play. That's the big thing as well. That was the thing that yeah. stuck out. Terry did not play much because he he's hurt his finger um and mm, that's what it was yeah um i think it's i don't know if it's broken or whatever but yeah he barely played so i think like if i was on the team that lost and i didn't have terry bywater i'd have mentioned it by now so i think it's only fair but yeah yeah that's a big deal that's it, it, kind of cool to see that alunian plays played nine players against you guys yeah like most teams do not playing six is a lot in wheelchair basketball. Yeah. There's a lot of like NBA playoff rotations. Like, Hey, we might go to seven because we need to take two guys off the floor to get two other guys on the floor. Like, yeah, yeah, they had a, like they shot 60%. We just shot 63%. Um, and we, that's made, ridiculous. We made six threes as well. And they didn't make a three the whole game. Like, you shot 67% from the three-point range. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Chema had one, which is hilarious. And then Chema got his second of the season technical 
for trash talking the other team's coach. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> that one was very much deserved though. Oh, a hundred percent. I asked him, I was like, how many times have you ever got a technical for trash talking the other team's coach? And he was like, twice, and they've both been this season. And I was like, that's why I don't believe you. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but he loves it, man. It's funny because the crowd are right behind the benches, obviously. So it looks like he's just going to the crowd, but he's absolutely saying something to the, the opposite team coach every time. Um, but yeah, this was a hell of a game. They were up at halftime. I think our third quarter was 27-16. Yes, it was. And yeah, man, they couldn't really recover from that. They made a good good run at it, obviously. But yeah, we managed to hold on. Another, another big win which was fun. Yeah, you guys continue to muck stuff up. Yeah, we're not doing it for us. We're doing it for like, so basically we've mucked it up for everyone but Madiba. So we've done them a favor by beating everyone but them in theory. But we'll see. I don't really know what happens. We just have to keep trying to win games. Not like we don't have anyone of the big four teams left. So we just have to keep trying to win and hoping that everyone else messes each other's lives up. See what happens. Okay, so you guys played Mercia. This is the one game I didn't watch. I we spoke about those two games a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. we did. We we've talked for a while now. Yes. Uh, Considering we've got this game, it's, it's funny you said that. Uh, this game that like because the the first quarter ended up being pretty close. I think. Yeah, it was twenty seventeen to them. <laughs> yeah. But I watched like the first three minutes and it was like 6-2. And I was like, oh, okay, I know how this is going to go. But no, <laughs> I didn't. I also looked at the yeah. stats and there was only one person on your team or two people on your team that shot less than like 50%. So I was like, ah, layups. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that we did shoot really well, huh? Yeah, you guys do that though. Like, you're, I think out of your starters, I think four of you guys are averaging above 50%. So like... You got a, yeah. we had 24 assists. There you go. I said 23 or 24. I'm great at this. Um, Rose, tell me about this game. What happened? Uh, I mean, we just started off with them, like just hitting crazy shots over us and us mm. not really getting into a flow on offense. And eventually we ended up just like making subs Claudio is amazing. Claudio played for 17 minutes of this game, which was so fun. Cash money. Legend. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was fun. We got to make subs early when I subbed like very, very quickly. Started Raul. He did the the start Raul thing. Yeah, he did the start Raul thing. Good Raul. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun, though. The, the refs were weird, but I feel like this year, every game that you play in, I've been like, the refs were weird. Not bad, yeah. but weird. Yeah, like, when people are like, this guy was bad, and I was like, hey, they're just, like, inconsistent all the time. Like, there's very, it's really hard to get right, especially, and if you get it right, it's even less likely that someone who is not impartial like you're meant to be is going to be really happy with you. Like, that's that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, they have the one thing the refs are consistent with this year is that they're calling like when a team is running offense and gets a layup, they'll call like an off ball foul and take the layup away. Like this actually happened with for Madrid with you guys. 
like twice, I think, where Madrid had a layup, but someone like fouled whoever on the opposite side and the ref blew the whistle and called off the basket. Yeah, strange. Rest this happened to us a lot this game. Yeah. But Mercy is cool. Girl squad. I love playing the girl squad. Yeah, that's fun. That must be a nice experience for you. I don't know if it must be. Is it? <laughs> yes, it is. And it seems that every game that like the both times we played them, one of the girls have just gone off on us. Like uh, the first time Beatrice went off on us, super fun for me. Yeah. And then I think uh, Maria Victoria, yeah. she went off on us and that was fun. Yeah, that is fun. Watching like who is this guy go off is really fun in general, but I'm sure that's even more fun playing against the girls' squad for you. Yeah, it's hard for me to not cheer him on. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Anything else interesting about this game? This is all you. Mm. Pretty standard game, I feel like. Fair enough. I think there's enough interesting games that we're going to go longer about that we don't need to. Don't need to labor over these ones. Okay. Malaga, 68. Burgos, 57. This was weird. This was just very close until like the last five minutes or so. There was like a point in this in the third. Macek, whenever he takes threes, goes into them so fast. That oh, you yeah. Feel like, like you feel like he's shooting out of his range and he's just like, so in the th- the last minute of the third, every time he shot a three, I was like in my head thinking it was the end of the game and he had just hit a three to like tie it up or something and would get excited and be like, oh, no, that's just how he takes his threes. Yeah, he kind of shoots them a little bit like, like when you were a bit too young to reach the basket and you had to like sprint into them. But it's also like if you jump him, he's got the momentum to dribble off it. But he he had a big game, man. He had 23 as a 1-5, man, at 23. There was one point where, like, like him and Abdi were kind of going back and forward. Not, like, intentionally, but it just lined up that, like, he'd, he'd hit a shot, Abdi would hit a shot. And I'm like, can we just have 40 minutes of this, please? I'm just, who's the best shooting class one? Yeah, well, like, who is it? It's either one of them two or Ismail R, potentially. Like, I feel like that's... Yeah, that's accurate. It has to be those those yeah. ones. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm every time we do this, I miss someone, and someone, someone called Mendel sends me a message to say that we missed someone. Um, although one of them was egregious, like we were talking about who the best two five in the world is, and we missed out someone who was just MVP at the Paralympics. So, like, fair enough. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, best best shooting low pointers uh, hit us up if we've missed someone. We definitely have. Um, but yeah, another big Christoph Kazarina game. Yeah, the kid is so good. He's so good. And like Malaga are now perfectly into like through this guy the ball, he'll make a shot like from somewhere elbow extended. Like they're super into like, ah, we know what we've got with this guy now. Like, you know what I mean? 55% mostly like mid-rangey or like he hit a lot of just below free throw line transition post-ups, which I think is a good part of the game for that guy. Like, I also think it's crazy at this point how there's a lot of moments where they try to like jump and not help when he's in the dive or the help comes late or something like 
it's yeah. crazy how nice. we're still picking up yeah those points those like like four six points off of that yeah completely insane like but like considering he and Abdi were like the only two players that really were efficient with any sort of volume like uh, Jaime Ezequielas Barca was four from 13 like hit his free throws which mm-hmm. means he ends up with 13 points on 13 shots which doesn't look as bad but like having Patrick DeBoer um, official young person Patrick DeBoer um, shooting three from five and you got Pico Zach two from four you know you're like that's where the brunt of your scoring is coming from especially if you only get to 68 then other side of the ball it's the thing that we spoke about last week added on though had a good game so they won last week he was three from 11 so they didn't this week but yeah I don't know. This was scrappy. There seemed to be a point in the first quarter that people were like running pick and roll. And as you say, just like not having help sent to them. So it was like just straight pick and roll layups, like the most basic basketball thing in the world. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be scrappy. But now they tightened it up and it was a close game until about three, four minutes to go. And then like Malaga won the last quarter by, was it nine? I think. Uh, Yeah. That that that'll do it. Yeah, that's 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 how you win games. Win the other quarters by one or two, and then win the last quarter by something funny. That <laughs> wow. Anything else in that game? Any other any other really enlightening stuff? Mm. I don't know. This was a fun one to watch, though. Yeah. Yeah, I still just love watching Kim. Like he he's just like he just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like his size and shape and speed combined or like the fact that he can just hit mad shots from anywhere, but he's so good. He wiggles himself close enough to the key. It's like a slow wiggle to the basket. Yeah. I love it. I love there were a couple of shots he had in that game where he'd like dribble into a position to hopefully create kind of look around with the ball above his head nothing would be on and be like ah, i guess this has gotta go like something really <laughs> funny about like oh, i'll shoot it if i have to <laughs> like but yeah burgos also um, in trouble of going down i guess is it like bottom two uh i don't remember or bottom one who disappeared think- from the league last year getafe yeah, I think only Getafe. Yeah, I don't know. They change it sometimes, so God knows. Fair okay. enough. Things that happened in the other game. Ah, my microphone just fell over. That happened, but not in the other game. Um, via the lead, 55. Las Rosas, 45. Okay, even though they won, this is your chance to be Mark and be very mean about via the lead if you'd like to be. No, I don't want to. Oh, okay. I'll do it then. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I wanted to be like, Rose, that doesn't sound like something Mark would say. Like, Rose, you're supposed to... I wasn't... I didn't hype Burgos up enough to to then... Yeah, but they lost to Malaga, like, by... Not, ah, they're meant to lose to Malaga, but you know what I mean? I don't care what the stats say. Burgos is the best team in the league. 
Is that more Markish? That's that's very Markish. Uh, yeah, this would be like if we were trying to be very stereotypical, this game would be Mark would talk about via the lead not being great or being scrappy. I would talk about the fact that Las Rosas keep games close because they play really slowly and then we'd move on. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, going know. on. Um, via the lead, um, fine. Uh, Maxi had 25, which is cool. Maxi is just... I say quietly. I don't know how quietly it is. It's probably quietly if you don't care. Like averaging 16 points, that's like 16th in the league. Um, he's getting it done fairly consistently. Someone pointed out to us yesterday that he has, I think he's had like 15-ish at least in every game in the league, except against us, which is nice, um, I guess. Adrian yeah, Perez. Nice. Adrian Perez only shot seven times in 40 minutes, which is not not like not the sort of the idea oh, yeah, is... of how they play. Like you'd want to you'd want him putting big numbers up, but well, in the same Yelmer only shot four times. They typically love to go into those those two guys. Yeah, it's very like pick and roll, dribble to the baseline, mismatch on the block like ball back, like cut through, like it's, you know what I mean? It's very uh, basketball trademark. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, it's yeah. very good fundamental stuff, which I love. Like I'm not talking any trash about it. Like it's just, it's like they, they love doing that stuff. Do you know this Canadian guy at all? What Canadian though? Wesley. Yeah. No idea. I was just actually, when I looked at the stats, I was like, who is this? He's the Canadian guy. Um, he's a four. Um, he, yeah, he played well, man. Five from 11. Anyone yeah. from the North American continent seems to be able to shoot the ball a little bit. So, like, he's all right. You guys are kind of taught how to shoot the ball and move your chair quite well in general, I would say. Yeah, I think, I mean, even in like gym classes in kindergarten, I feel like they have a basketball where they teach you how to shoot it. Oh, the little basketball that has like the little hand on the side and the little hand on the front that teaches you where to put your hands, that one? Yeah. Uh, yes. No, I, uh, like I, I, I'm, I'm one of those away from being a good basketball player still. If someone gave me one of those when I was like nine, I'd be in a better place. <laughs> Actually, if someone give me one See of those, like Amazon one of Prime, <laughs> Amazon Prime them to to James. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm one of those away from being a better shooter, like tomorrow. But yeah, um, it's funny. Yeah, that is. I I don't, I don't know what else. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about this game, Salvador Savala. I think still 49 years old, um, <laughs> which is insane. Um, seven from 10. Uh, Alexi Ruiz, seven from 23. My guy was launching. I love that his shot volume continues to stay so high. Hey, someone's got to do it in that team. Like, might as well. Yeah, like someone's got to get the shots up, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. Not a whole lot interesting about this game. Well done by the lead. See you on Saturday. Oh, nice. See you soon, Yelmer. Um, okay, that was it for the Spanish League. 
So German league. That's yeah, fun. Let's do some Germany. Okay. So first game that we're going to talk about is Landil 72, Skywheelers 38. Uh Landil are so good, is my whole thing on this. Like they started Dominic Mosler, who kind of doesn't play for them a whole lot. Hero Kozai, who obviously does, Katarina Weiss, who obviously does, Quinton, who plays a lot. And Mark Bissart, who is their able-bodied guy who kind of sits on the end of the bench and they dust off to launch some shots when they feel like it. And they beat like a competent, like professional wheelchair basketball team by 34. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. It, it's, it's crazy. So, like those two German teams how efficient they can be in their bench. Yeah. Like it's the same. You guys have said that on there. If they put out like their bottom five against most teams, they would still win. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I don't know how, how like bad in quotation marks they can get unless they just play to like six points, uh, which we'll get to at some point in another game that happened this week. But um, yeah, I don't like, they, they don't have, that like their floor is really really high because like they kind of ran their bench and the five other players are all international level guys you know what i mean like they're all super good yeah they started that lineup and they still went 18 for eight that's that's nuts and then everyone played 20 ish which is the most like hey we're gonna get everyone in and out and i have a plan on how to make sure everyone plays about 20 um but yeah they are they're just too good man i uh, i love watching them play like defensively they're just so like i think it's like the agility like just everyone can move and does like and then on the offense as well there's so much like ball movement player movement like live dribble passes where you like take one dribble off a pick just flick it and the ball moves like that it's oh it's so good to watch yeah sometimes it looks like with some teams when you're watching them play you're like it looks like they're throwing like a bouncy ball around that it's just like it it just moves so quickly with a little like flick of your wrist yeah like it's all these passes you're like i don't know if i can throw that pass like i don't know if i've got that um you know those guys are all it's like they've probably got the highest concentration of like highly skilled guys and i mean like skilled in terms of like being able to like shoot pass and dribble at a high level like guys with like unbelievable chair skills dribbling being able to shoot throwing those one-handed passes like it's so good yeah. to watch and they just shoot a lot yeah. of threes as well they kind of didn't shoot a massive amount of threes in this game but i love that they shoot a lot of threes um hey, and on the sky wheelers there's an american girl yes there is go josie josie go dehart Go Josie DeHart. Um, played 16 minutes. Um, yeah. Yeah, this was tough for the Sky Wheelers, man. Like, no one really had an efficient game because they're playing against maybe the best defensive team in the world. Definitely, I would say the best defensive team in their league, one or two. But, yeah, t- tough, tough look for those guys. All right, should we move on? Yes. Cool. The next one is so fun. <laughs> The next one, uh, Munsterland, 74, Hamburg, 70. So I was surprised until I went and looked into this 
it's one of those you look at the score and you're like, what? I didn't think that was going to happen. And then, and then you look into it and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. The, yeah, this was a fun one. <laughs> yeah. So um, the story of this game was Hamburg were uh, getting it done down the stretch and then in quick succession, Moji Kamali gets filed out and then uh, this is where I... Oh yeah, um, um, Ali Amadi also gets filed out. So they went from playing 4-5-3-3-1-1 to like 3-1-1-1.5 on the floor. <laughs> like Kai Muller as well, who's like an inside catching and finishing three-pointer who with who like was a bit of range for like he had that one game that they went to overtime recently against Sky Wheelers that he was like shooting catch and shoot mid-rangers behind double screens, but like not like a hasn't been like a primary creator or a ball handling guy for as long as I can remember. Um and he had to play with four ones basically, which is hilarious. But yeah, um I have it on good authority from someone from someone from someone that some of the months still in players as well were like yeah there were some weird calls there like i don't know <laughs> you yeah know, away with one um but yeah such a weird game but when i say like normally i'm like hey guys you should watch this game it was like unbelievable quality high level stuff from both guys from both teams and whatever and sometimes i'm like you should watch this game because it was mad it was chaos. My favorite play of the game was number. I I didn't know who this was before watching number 24 on Hamburg had the ball. It like brought the ball down, kept the ball on his side, trying to run a pick and roll for 22 seconds while his like defense had shifted away from the other side, but he chose to keep it. And at the end of the clock, chose to throw up a one-handed baseball right like behind the three-point range shot and banked it in it was awesome I love that (laughs) yeah that that was that was Kamali he is he's a machine man he can score he had a couple of games at a couple of like high 20s 30s games this year that are really worth watching because he's just like I don't know it's it's like (laughs) Yeah, can move like nobody's business, can shoot the ball, can just like, he's had 30s where it's just been like, get down the floor, catch, post up. And then he's had 30s where it's been like, dribble the ball for 20 seconds and make tough shots. Like he can, he can do a bit of everything. A little bit. Yeah, that, also, was a, that was a wild game. Sorry, what were you going to say? That was, I, we didn't even talk about that. Like Munsterland was down like six with a minute and a half left. Yeah, like I'd seen the score and then was watching the game and I was like, this must be wrong. And then I saw that their two like highest point players got filed out. And I was like, ah, okay, fair enough. Like <laughs> maybe that did actually happen. Yes. Um, yeah, big for Monsterland down the stretch to finish that off. Obviously, if you're playing like Monsterland play play massive, obviously Matthias Bellers is a, a big, big man. Um and if you're playing against four ones, I guess that's kind of ideal circumstances to mount a comeback, I would say, if you're playing giants all the time. We have, they yeah. have Matthias Bellers, they've got Soren Muller, uh, the inaugural belt holder. Um, 
Yeah, man. I, yeah, the, I the inaugural belt holder with 33 again. He might he might be in with a a nomination. Um, it's tough to beat David though. Yeah, it was or uh, Jose Leap. Oh yeah, Jose Leap. To be fair, as soon as we find the actual stats, it's it might be Jose Leap. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Just for just for just for variance, it might be Jose Leap, unless we find some other stats in the next two games that are belt worthy. Yes. But yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to Monsterland, who we always refer to as sounding a bit like a theme park. Um, so shout out to wheelchair basketball theme park Monsterland. Play at home. Uh, <laughs> that's so stupid. We've got so many stupid bits by now. But yeah, Moji Kamali ended up with uh, twenty-one points. Guy Miller had twenty-eight. Though man, like all off of just like little jump shots behind the screen. Yeah, I thought that was fun to watch. Yeah, he he's good. He's he's been good this year, man. Like, um, he's super say, good. Okay, Soren Miller thirty-three. Matthias Bellers with twenty-four. That's one of those weird ones where you've got a thirty-three and a twenty-four. And that kind of gets you close to the way to 70 on your own. But yeah. Yeah, that just about does it. Yeah. Shout out to Hamburg for playing possibly the lowest points I've seen on court with someone not taking the piss of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen any anything lower than that, which wasn't just like coach at the end of a blowout, just rolling ones out for fun? No, I don't think so. That's I didn't even realize it was that low. Yeah, they played. Three one one point five. That's crazy. Yeah, that's extremely low. Apparently, according to Ayaka, anyway. Like I don't, I I I, I haven't run the numbers myself because I'm not a hundred percent on some of these guys' classifications. But yeah. Uh, All right. Of course. Let's move on. Turingen sixty six, Hanover United forty one. Seemed like they Hanover kept this pretty close. Struggle with scoring a little bit. Yeah. The Jans. Yes, the, the, the triple Jans. Um yeah, Jan Heller, zero from five the whole game. But um yeah, I kind of expected that, like I just expect Turingen to like hit 80, I guess. Like I don't really know yeah. why, like in particular, but yeah. yeah, they didn't shoot remarkably well for what you expect of Turrigan, 44%. No, they were like, it's that thing of within a handful of minutes, they were already rotating. Like, mm-hmm. they do this thing every game where they start their starters, which are Vahid, uh, Haluski, um, Linden, Yitzka, and Jordi Ruiz. And then they take Jordi Ruiz out and put uh, B-neck in. And it's like, oh, wow, you guys were just like under points this whole time. <laughs> okay. It's crazy. <laughs> Which is nuts. But like, I don't disagree with them starting those five guys. Like, I think that's that's your starters. But they, like three minutes to go in the first, were already making subs. They started the second quarter with a handful of bench guys that, uh, you know, like... They had fish back. Although there's the other thing that we talk about with these guys, like they were able to put Carlos Bodniex and Dylan Fishback in to run the bench. You know what I mean? Like that's 
That's crazy. That's, that's <laughs> some score in there. Um, but yeah, they only like the second quarter was nine eight, which is kind of where you're gonna get to sixty six rather than eighty, I guess. Um, uh, where the rest of it was efficient. Yeah, um, it's a weird one though because um, Hanover won the second and third quarter only by one and two, and then they lost the fourth quarter by eighteen. So like. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were in it, in it, in it, and then they just weren't. But Amit wasn't didn't play. Pardon? Amit for Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, play. yes. I, I watched this game and I was like, I need to remember to mention that Amit Vigoda did not play, or else people are gonna be like, Did you even care about this? Um and <laughs> I just forgot. So when we don't mention things, sometimes it's that we just forget. Sometimes it's that we actually don't notice or care. But yeah, I mean, you go to sometimes it's... being here means that you have to just run out guys that you don't normally run out for as long. And that makes a massive difference too. That, that does for sure. Sometimes you forget things because we watched 15 games in the last two days. It's hard to remember everything. Yeah, Rose, you've, you've put a very good shift in. This is great because normally Mark on account of not playing while these games are on, we'll kind of watch a handful of them at once. So he'll have put time into them. So I'll be able to show up and half-ass it. But because both of us were playing, we kind of had to go back and watch all of them, which is why this is late. But um, yes, yeah, just looking at the overall stats here, um, having your top scorer, having 15, like both teams' top scorers had 15, but then... Joachim and Dylan both had 12, like um, Hanover only shot 29%. Yeah, that's very low. That's, that's tough. That's 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 tough. But yeah, during oh, they went also just very good defensively in a different way to like a land Dill where it's like they're both very aggressive and whatever, but like they just have two giants and two very aggressive two fives who are going to be like, yeah, bond inside. You're welcome. Come here. Come on in. And Can their two fives are both quite big and long. And Yitzka is the tallest female one in the world, I would think. I don't know, but I think so. She's just the best at everything female yeah, she's one the in best. the world. Like, she's also one of the best one pointers in the world, like either side of the game. Like, um, but I, I yeah. specifically in terms of height, like physical advantages for defenders, like just being able to go, okay, we're going to jump super aggressively with two two fives that have good chair skills we're going to send you into the giants and also our um weak point in inverted commas is not that much of a weak point like is yeah yeah. cool uh Duringen quite good Hanover also quite good but not good enough to beat Duringen especially not with their four or five (laughs) yeah especially (laughs) Hanover shooting 13 threes and not making a single one of them is crazy yeah man there's something i i like that when you're like if you're playing up a level like if you're playing a team that in theory should beat you i like the idea of like putting a load of threes up to kind of try and make it high variance in a way i don't know it can work sometimes it didn't this time but sometimes it's worth doing yeah okay moving on uh last game for us of the week i just remembered that landil played on thursday as well but we're not going to talk about that because that wasn't the weekend and i didn't watch it because i forgot so congrats landil you also won that game (laughs) (laughs) okay rhine river rhino 70 cologne 99ers 45 
So this was <laughs> this game started off. Um, Louis Hardman pulling a three straight off the tip, and I absolutely am a massive fan of that. And I'm that even more really of a fan, fan of the fact that the ball went down the other end. They either got scored on or didn't. I don't remember. And then he pulled another one and also made it. Like, I think they did score in the end. <laughs> I think it was like 6-2. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> Being like, hey, I guess I'm on today is hilarious. But yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. That is really cool. <laughs> I like it. Like, there's a lot of... I, I see more and more people doing it now where if you win the tip, it's like, yeah, I'll shoot three. Because if I miss it, it's like I lost the tip. You know what I mean? Hmm. I like that he scored six points and 45 seconds of basketball but finish the game with eight points yeah that's maybe not as cool but uh i i liked it i thought it was great only one from five from two uh but what a way to set the tone Aaron young had a big game man 20 points i feel like she's this whole season has had yeah, like I, I, I don't want to. I, I want to make a point of not sounding surprised. Aaron Young, Aaron Young does this. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's what she does. Uh, yeah, Aaron Young was great. Uh, Matthias yes. Gunther did all right. Andre Harp had a big game as well. Very efficient. Eight from eleven. Like to see that. that oh my god, Andre Harp with the. Did you see his uh, first quarter buzzer beater? <laughs> no, that was insane. So basically, like. Because I think they took a shot with like, it was less than 24. Like it might've been like 16, 17 seconds ish. I'm probably misquoting this, but Jim Palmer goes to take a layup over Joe Beswick. Uh, gets a bit of a um, bit of a bump, misses it. Uh, ball goes down the other end. And yeah, basically they managed to get possession back again. With a couple of seconds to go, um, the ball goes uh, to Andre Hop, who just absolutely launches one from about three-quarter court, and he just cashes it. Unbelievable. That's awesome. I'm looking at these stats, being like, when did, when did he shoot a three? And I was like, oh, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's right. unbelievable. Um, very it cool. It feels like the Rhine River Rhinos do that where like they have like a game where it becomes chaotic and then they hit a crazy shot. It's super fun to watch. Oh yeah. So much fun there. Yeah. They're quite good. This was like probably a horrible game to be Joe Bestwick because it was like one end of the floor. They were kind of pressing bits and pieces. I was like, is this a full press or is this like a, Hey, if you've got Joe Bestwick, go ahead. Like, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so they made Joe's life really, really hard. And then they were kind of backpicking him on the other end of the floor, which I guess makes sense because Joe kind of makes things tick for those guys. Like he was the only guys, only guy out of their starters that had double figures. He shot a lot of free throws too. 11 free throws. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, yeah, getting to the line, super important. It's also a skill that a lot of people don't have. Like, I don't know. I don't know how many people in the wheelchair game like actively get themselves to the free throw line like the way you would see like guys on their feet. I think it's because it's harder to drive the ball to the basket like through contact in a chair than it is on your feet, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Getting, getting to the line can help you be efficient, like ending up with 15 when you only went four of nine. Like, yeah, 
there you go. But yeah, a bit of a golfing class there. Ryan River Rhinos played very well. 70-45. Okay, that'll do it for games that happened this week. Um, Yeah, so things to sort out. Who gets the belt? Is it Jose Leap? I think it's Jose's leap, but also David Maurice is, was really very good. Yeah, David as always. Was great. Okay, which leads me on to my next thing. I put out a thing on our Instagram asking for wheelchair basketball related hot takes just for fun to see what you would come up with. And uh, might I say to our, our listeners and Instagram followers, these were not in the bit, uh, not even slightly as spicy as I wanted them to be. So. Uh, I'm uh, we'll go anonymous just for the sake of like people sending in spicier takes in the future if they think it's anonymous. I got one that said David is the goat. It's at this point, it, it was a hot take, like unbelievable for like four weeks. So, fair enough. He had one bad week last week, but he's been really good for a month or two. So, sure. yeah, see, that would have been a hot take five weeks ago. Now it's just a well-known fact. Yeah, now it's like David is doing this. Um, next one, Landale Sky, Skywheelers game was nice with Payman and Mark on court. That's not hot at all. Um, that's the <laughs> only one sweet. I will say. That's just Ayaka just being really nice. So I'll not put any names on any of them, but yeah, you're right. That was nice. Um, one of them was Fifi needs the belt. He had... 18 points in 17 minutes off the bench, which is kind of good, but having 35 odd in a game that I don't think your team should have won is, is, is even cooler. Yeah. Um, I've heard rumors that Helen Freeman played a great game and had 10 points, seven assists and two steals. We didn't talk about France. <laughs> uh. Okay. So the one French game I watched this week was, um, was that game. It was, it was Mendy. Mendy. Mendel against Helen, if you're talking about people that I know. Um, but yeah, did you manage to watch that game? Yes, that was very fun. I don't know if I remember watching, seeing Mendel miss a shot. I actually, I have Mendel's stats. Like someone told me, someone called Mendel told me Mendel's um, stats. He had 39 on 18 of 22 shooting. That was them against Mets. Um, I love watching wow. the good French league teams because I feel like they all kind of lack perimeter scoring, but all just play super hard. And it's so much fun to watch them be like, hey, can I find marginal gains by going harder than the other team? And Mendel's team, not so much because they have, I think they lack perimeter scoring, but I think they have enough like smart basketball guys, depending on what you think of the Dutch national team, I guess, because it's four of those in Bandura, you know, but... Yeah, I think the rest of the French league is like gung ho slightly. Um, and again, like I love it. Like it's so much fun to watch. But um, yeah, Mendel had a good game. Helen had a good game. It was fun watching like Mustafa and uh, Sofia and Maui do kind of similar things where they're just like, uh, how hard can I play? Like, but yeah, that is they're both very very good at what they do. Like very very physical. Different guys like. One's like a foot and a half taller than the other one, but you know what I mean? Potato, potato. The Every time I watch Mendel's team, I have to convince myself that like they must be pushing on a different basketball court material than I push on because it looks like they just glide around so oh, yeah. easily. Yeah. 
no, they're 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 kind of fun to watch. I like watching the Mets figure it out, um, and I kind of hope they do. But yeah, they did enough to beat uh, thingy. I just said thingy. My brain was like uh, that thing, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, mo, wow. um, right? Uh, after Lekane have beaten Lupui this weekend, they've beaten every team by ten points apparently. So Lekane are far and away the best team. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's, that's a hot take. Are they hot favorites to win the French league? I don't think that's a hot take. Are they markedly better than every other team in France? Potentially, that's a bit hotter. Um, next one has Landil lost since um, Tommy has been absent. Nuh-uh. Huh. <laughs> no, so that's interesting. Oh yeah, it's funny that we talk about these guys. And we're like, yeah, Tommy wasn't even there. Um, I don't know if he's like all right or whatever. Like, I hope so, but I don't know if he's like got COVID or like. Terrible. How long has he been gone? Uh, last couple of weeks. Oh, interesting. I didn't notice like a that. week or two. I... Like nothing. Um, nothing major. But yeah, hope he's all right. Um, next hot take: Filipski should win the Sixth Man of the Year award. That doesn't exist, but yes. Um, also, he started the majority of the year, so definitely not true. Um, yeah, Gaz deserves the Sixth Man of the Year. Then, if you if you're doing off of who started and who didn't. Yeah, like there's literally rules about six men of the year awards in the NBA where you can't have started more than 35 games out of 82. So like just less than half. So incorrect. It's probably Gaz. Um, Your viewers love Fifi. Yeah, these were both the same person. No, Uh, they weren't. weren't. (laughs) Um, One of them plays with them and the other one was just... A, 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 an impartial viewer mm, okay fair cool all right that was that was that was an anticlimactic finish uh, that, that was it yeah i think we're back to regularly scheduled programming i don't actually remember i think mark gets back sort of end of next week so i'm gonna check this live on the podcast yeah i think mark gets back by the end of next week so it's like does he is he going to be jet lagged is he going to want to do this like probably not so i might have one more person and it might not be you so thank you very much for coming thanks for joining us thanks for pretending to be mark and you're welcome back anytime good luck finding someone else (laughs) thank you i can't wait to talk to you when no one else wants to do this next week If anyone listening thinks that us doing a breakdown at the end of a week with me, Mark, and the guest would be fun, let us know. If anyone has anything good to say about the podcast or any good ideas, let us know. If they're thinly veiled criticisms, feel them thicker and make them compliments. (laughs) Thanks very much, guys. Uh, Have a great week. And the Brad Ness podcast will be out in about two days. Take it easy. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye.